أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد الحمد لله by Allah Taala's father we've reached this Mubarak second Friday of Jumaa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the second Friday of Ramadan, I should say, or the second Jum'ah of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill it with barakah and with nur. There are only four Jum'ahs in this month that we are going to receive and we don't even know if we're going to receive all of them. So we should make the best of them. The significance of this Friday is such that this is the last Friday before the, la the last 10 days of Ramadan. The Ashara Awakhir of Ramadan will start from Maghrib on Thursday. From Maghrib on Thursday. Maghrib will be the night of the 21st of Ramadan. And the Ashara Awakhir of Ramadan will start from Maghrib on Thursday. Rasulullah it was his Mubarak Sunnah to make i'tikaf in these last 10 days. And one of the reasons for the itikaf, the retreat inside the masjid, was in order to find Laylatul Qadr. Laylatul Qadr is that Mubarak night that is mentioned in the Qur'an, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down the Qur'an. The question comes, what does it mean for the Qur'an to be sent down in one night? If the Qur'an was sent in ayat, portion by portion, bit by bit, over the 23-year Nubuwa and prophethood of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the meaning of inna anzalnahu fi laylatul qadr is what? Is that a copy of the rasam of the Qur'an, the written form of the Qur'an was kept in the lawh mahfuz. The first thing that Allah Ta'ala created was the pen and the tablet and He commanded the pen to write everything that was and everything that is and everything that shall ever be. And a transcript of that Qur'an was kept in this loh mahfuz in the heavens. And the Laylatul Qadr is the occasion where Allah Ta'ala commanded that it be transcribed and it be sent down into this world. And this was an event of such immense barakah of such immense barakah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that it's khairun min alfi shahr. What is it? It's a day like other days. But what you get out of it is not what you get out of other days. And for that reason, the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wanted to make sure that he was free from any sort of distraction in the masjid inside the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala focused on his worship. Why? Because, for example, if your favorite store, somebody goes shopping at Walmart, somebody goes shopping at uh, the mall, somebody goes shopping at Cabela's, somebody goes shopping, God knows where, everybody has some favorite store that they buy, there's a farm tractor supply store or whatever. If your favorite store or the place that you go shopping has a sale one day in the year, that every one dollar you spend will give you a thousand dollars in credit. That's not the day to do your taxes. That's the day to get to that store. That's the day they're to get there early because there are other people thinking like you. They're going to exhaust all of their inventory. Allah Ta'ala, his inventory doesn't get exhausted. However, 
The Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there's a logic, there's a system to the deen. He wanted to be there and free from any other distraction, from any other distraction. And he also encouraged his family to utilize that time and to be free from any sort of distraction. It's narrated that the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's description in these days was Jadda or Shadda al-Mi'zar, that he became very serious and that he tied the waistband of his lower garment or he tied the waist of his lower garment tight. This can both mean that he was serious and he was ready to work hard. Why? Because when you tie your waist, it makes your, your back straight. It makes you ready to work. Some of the ulama also mentioned that this is a, a metaphor for staying far away from relations, the relations that are had between a husband and a wife. Why? There's time for that, but this is not the time for that. This is a time for what? This is a time for engaging with Allah Ta'ala so that if you reach that tajalli, the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ is very clear. Every Jumu'ah, this Ramadan, last Ramadan, I read the hadith in the khutbah of the Prophet ﷺ. It's so simple, but the simplest things are where the barakah is oftentimes. That whoever fasts the month of Ramadan in faith and hope for reward from Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, all of his previous sins will be forgiven. And whoever stands the nights of Ramadan in prayer, in faith and hope for reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, good expectation of reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his sins will be forgiven. And whoever stands the Laylatul Qadr in faith in Allah ta'ala and hope for reward, expectation, good expectation for reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his sins will be forgiven. And these things are no, not only are they not mutually exclusive, it's like umum and khusus. Obviously, if you stand every night in prayer, you're going to also hit Laylatul Qadr. So what's the point of mentioning Laylatul Qadr? The point of mentioning the Laylatul Qadr is that this offer is even more emphatic. It's even more intense. It's even more pronounced for this one night. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are certain people he decrees will be freed from the fire in Ramadan. And that's every single night. The most intense of those are the last 10 nights. The most intense of that night is what? Is Laylatul Qadr. How unfortunate, how unfortunate would it be that a person should spend it and pass it in heedlessness? So these last 10 nights are coming. Instead of talking about them when they're here, it's good to talk about them from beforehand so that we can make a plan and we can execute that plan. We can fulfill its goal rather than hearing about it at another time, and then feeling remorse or regret, or say, oh, inshallah, next time, so that several months can pass, and you can forget about it for that next time as well. Allah Ta'ala give all of us tawfiq. If you cannot come and stay the entire 10 nights in the masjid, that's okay. That's okay, it's not fard. However, you should make a, a plan to the extent that you're able to, that if you can get some days off, take some days off from work. If you can't get any days off from work, at least make sure, make sure, come try to pray your Maghrib in the Masjid. Try to pray your Isha in the Masjid. Try to pray your Fajr in the Masjid. Try to spend some part of the night inside of the Masjid. The Masjid is free of distraction. That same two rak'ahs that are like excruciatingly painful uphill battle for you to pray at home, when you're at the Masjid, it's easier for you to pray them. 
Even for our sisters, it's good if you're out of the house, take the kids with you to the masjid. That way they learn what it means to be a Muslim. And it gives their mothers some free time as well. Many of our masajids also have ample arrangement for the ladies as well. Make some sort of a plan. If it's khairun min alfi shahr, if that one night has more barakah and khair in it than a thousand months, then even a small amount, if you add to your routine or to your repertory, and it only happens when you plan. These things don't happen by the wayside. You don't say, well, you know, like I was just walking, walking home one day and I became a doctor. It doesn't happen that way. Anything worth happening, anything worth doing, you know, I was walking home and all of a sudden I became a businessman, overlooked like 10 different locations in my business or whatever. It requires some sort of plan, some sort of work toward it. But make the plan. You don't have to make it grandiose. You know, have your brain run away with you. You make such a big plan that it collapses underneath you or you have to lose your job or you get into an argument with your wife and with your kids or with your relatives, your parents or whatever. Just make a simple plan of something that you can do. That if you hit that night, when you hit that night, it will be something that you can cash out. Just like people become fanatical about Bitcoin and they become fanatical about crypto and they become fanatical about the new hit stock or whatever. And oh, if I only put in $100, I would have come back with 15000 or something like that. Okay, good for you. This is something that's a better deal than that. It's narrated that the Prophet ﷺ used to read the Sabbih Isma Rabbika Al-A'la in the Salat Al-Jumu'ah. That it's a reminder that the Akhirah is better. It's better than this uh, world. What's there is better than what's in this world. And it lasts forever. Allah Ta'ala give all of us tawfiq. It is also worth mentioning. It is also worth mentioning. I mention this despite, despite my dis like of mentioning news and current events in the khutbah. Why? Because the things that people go through on a daily basis, it's like a merry-go-round. One king comes, the other one leaves. It's always big news. It's the same thing that happens over and over again. Most of us, it's irrelevant to us. However, it is worthy of mention as Muslims, as people of Iman, that that same Masjid al-Aqsa that's going to be mentioned tonight. Tonight's the, going to be the 15th night of Ramadan. In the 15th juz of the Quran, Surah Al-Isra, that that same masjid Al-Aqsa, at what's becoming yearly, a yearly circus. The occupying forces in the holy lands and the sacred lands have entered in with their armies, with their boots and desecrated the masjid Al-Aqsa again. And they've been doing it for years on end. They've been doing it for years on end. They've been firing munitions, they've been shooting people, they've been firing tear gas, stun grenades, flash grenades inside the Masjid Al-Aqsa. This should be a source of pain inside the heart of every Muslim and a reminder to all of us that Islam is not going to be easy. Just like the Rasul وسلم, and his companions had to go through some difficulty in order just to be able to pray their Salat, in order to have the simple practice of their deen be something unimpeded. We see this is a sunnah of Allah Ta'ala again and again that He tests people as individuals and He tests this ummah. And those people who live, literally have been living now for so many decades, Gaza is an open-air prison. People are not allowed in, people are not allowed out, medicine is not allowed in, building materials are not allowed in, academic exchanges are not allowed in or out. People are literally starved to death and you have children. This, you see the small children that we have? My own son is right here. 
We have children waiting at military checkpoints with several people with heavy machine guns checking small children in order for them to come and go from kindergarten, from first grade, from second grade. It's a reminder, and you know it, you know it, that in this week, over 20 extrajudicial killings before they entered into Masjid al-Aqsa at Jum'ah time. Over 20 extrajudicial killings happened in a country that's not technically a war zone where the government kills its own people because they're Muslims, they get away with it. Our own country, if you look at the news, it's a massacre, what's happening in Ukraine, it's genocide, it's this, it's that, it's horrible. I'm not happy about any human being who suffers, ever. I'm not ever happy about, even my own enemies, when an innocent person especially suffers, I'm never happy about it. We're not happy about it. We're upset about it. But we ourselves, remember, don't be blind to this fact. That when 20 people suffer, they say it's genocide on one side. And they say, this so-and-so person who perpetrated this is a war criminal. Maybe he is. We should revive the ICC court. Guess what? You know why America is not a signatory to the ICC court? In order to protect Israel, who's been doing this for years. It's a reminder to us that these are challenges, these are tasks. If these things mean something to us, if our iman means something to us, we're going to have to do something a little bit more in our Islam than just trying to keep our head down, make it to Jummah, make it home. Is it far? Do I have to? Do I not have to? And then think you're going to ice skate by. Because this is a calamity. It comes to everybody's head when nobody does anything about it. So it's worthy of mention. And maybe some other people than me know better how to solve these problems than I do. But as, a, as the least of the believers... I feel it's my duty to what at least mention that this is something it's not right. It's not something to tuck under the ground. It's not okay. Other people ignore it and pretend like it's not happening. It's happening. You should know that it's happening and it's wrong. And at this, you know, these Mubarak days of Ramadan, the least a believer can do, which is actually quite powerful, is at least spread your hands. When nobody is looking, spread your hands in front of the Lord, Jalla Allah, and ask Him, Ya Allah, do something about this, help, help these people, help our people, help our ummah, do something about this and make me one of the people who does something about it. We're afraid to ask this dua, why? Because Allah may grant it to us. Don't be afraid of it, it's good, be a good person. Allah Ta'ala doesn't burden a soul with more than it can bear and Allah Ta'ala will not burden you with something that's not going to be good for you. If you're a person of la ilaha illallah, ask Allah, ya Allah, help me to be able to be someone who does something for this. To raise money for those people who have nobody f to feed them. To say something to our uh, uh, Congress people, to do some sort of movement, some sort of action which will bring light to these events and will do something to alleviate and to ameliorate the situation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do good by us in our dunya and on our akhirah as individuals, as a community and as an ummah in this country and in every place where the Muslims live. Wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Inshallah we'll take a couple of minutes to read our sunnahs and then hear some announcements and then have the khutbah. Barakallahu feekum.